0: Answers with Dr. Reju is a platform where we take a more in-depth and intentional look into various life issues and bring clarification so we can navigate our way through with knowledge. Join us on Patrice Radio as we take this journey to discovery. Do remember to follow, like, and engage us on Instagram at patrice underscore radio and also on YouTube via Patrice Radio Live. Thank you. better Nigeria. Is it a myth or do we keep hoping?
1: Nigeria is a highly religious country.
0: How come corruption tribes? Why is adoption not encouraged in Nigeria? Is there a future for the Nigerian youth? Being rich and famous, is that the only drive to be an artist? What makes a great nation? Is it the leaders? What about the people?
1: This is Answers with Dr. Regis.
2: Hi, my name is Obi Brown. And this is Answers with Dr. Reju where critical life issues are clarified. Today, I stand in on behalf of Onari, who is unavoidably absent. So you would not be afforded the grace of listening to the fantastic Onari. I'm sorry about that. But today, we still have Dr. Reju Thanks, Dr. Reggie, for coming around. Thanks, Obi. <laughs> and we have Matthew, who came in from the back room to the front room again to be one of our panelists. Matthew. Thank you, Obi Brown. So last week, we continued on the topic of marriage we talked about men and their roles in the family or in marriage and we we also talked about women we looked at dysfunctional men and how they lead to dysfunctional families and we also looked at dysfunctional women and how they lead to dysfunctional families today we hope to continue in that same line of thought talking about marriage so matthew
1: well i have been pondering on a lot of things and though we've talked about the purpose of marriage we've looked at the roles of both the man and the woman yeah and it begins to come to mind that it's most likely true that not everyone's you know it's supposed to get married but i'm still a little bit confused as to if that is right or wrong so i, I need you to throw more light on
0: that i would love for you to continue <laughs> along that because you said it's it. most likely true because I, I need i need help with that kind of yeah with that I mean, kind of question because it's a very it's a very tricky one when you say Not it's
2: marriage "Is marriage for
0: everybody. Mm-hmm. Not everybody should marry, okay. you know? And then we're saying that everybody comes from a family, hmm. you know? So is it what comes first marriage or family or family or, mar- you know, so it's a, but, but talking about is marriage for everybody? You know, I we I would take it from the standpoint of, um, you know, what is it that, because marrying should be part and parcel of how somebody intends to journey in life. Like the kind of vocation you want to get involved with, the, the, you know, maybe a kind of a profession, what you believe is your assignment in life. And because I I believe that since marriage borders on somebody proposing, and somebody accepting, there is a possibility that for some people, all through their lives, there might never be a proposal. <laughs> okay, and there might never be an acceptance. All right. Now that 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 is something that I believe can happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It can happen. You know that people won't just meet to marry, and history shows that a lot of people. Desire is not enough that you want to marry. Since marriage doesn't depend on one person, mm-hmm. it's not something you can just decide to do. Mm-hmm. For the man, you can only propose. For the lady, you have to wait for somebody to come and propose. Even like we said last week, if a lady can, you know, propose in certain very unusual circumstances, there still has to be an approver. Mm-hmm. So are there people who will go through life without getting a job? Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. it has to be an application. There has to be an acceptance. So I'm trying to put this marriage in that kind of a context. Okay. Having said that, I also believe that um, there, are, there, are, there are some instances where marrying can actually negatively affect somebody's journey in life. That's difficult to, you know, to handle. Because if you I mean if you study the story of some people, you discover that by virtue of what they are assigned to do, you know, they 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 marrying is gonna put some other people in some very uncomfortable situations. Some people their marriages never worked because I personally believe, you know, I know I'm gonna get a lot of flack, you know, on this, and I want to really I'll be willing to enter into discussions with people as regards this. I remember when I, you know, I studied theology. And and at the time I did a lot of study on the lives of, you know, people, like lives of John Wesley and all those kind of things. We we had this discussion in class, and we discovered looking at his life and how he ended and the great things that he did, that somebody who has done such great things and didn't have a good marriage. Could it be possible that this guy wasn't meant to marry? marry? Mm. So there there are some, and, and I was, you know, in the last family life seminar that we had, I gave the example of Jesus Christ. That if your call in life is to come and die at age 33, will it be right for you to marry? So that Jesus Christ not marrying will have been a respect for the institution of marriage. What will happen to the wife and children? You know, so I, 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 it's something that is open to a lot of a lot of intelligent discussion. Not somebody coming from a position, but I believe that there are some people, by virtue of their journey in life, their call in life, what they are meant to do, what they are sent here to come and do, you know, what the Creator sent them here to come and do. Marriage might not be part of. Um, you know, it might not work well for that kind of journey. So on that point, I will say that because marriage is not a command. It's not a command. It's not, it's not something that everybody must do. It's not like air you breathe. (laughs) It's not like food you eat. So where do we put the go forth and multiply? (laughs) You know, you know, multiplying, multiply number one is not an individualistic kind of injunction. Because somebody might say that, okay, if I don't marry, how do I have children? What about adoption? You can adopt, right? If I, I mean, some people might marry and they don't, they don't want to go through the stress of having biological children because of, again, their journey in life. You, you, you know the narrative in our society. When somebody gets married, they say he has settled. I don't know what settlement is. It's as if it's a huge achievement but marriage is not an achievement it's a responsibility i don't want to mention names on air, right lady got to the very peak of one of the foremost banks in nigeria for that reason she didn't marry
1: yeah well you know dr roger i was was actually seen watching you know a series uh homeland
0: okay you know you are a movie person i am not
1: no well once in a while i just get to see this okay these movies and there's this guy called Saul. He's actually like maybe an assistant director in uh, the CIA. Mm -hmm. And it's, he, in the movie, according to the movie, right, he's been married for about 20 years or so. And then, you know, he was having a very serious issue with his wife. They're sitting down to have a very normal, homely conversation. And then he gets a call Mm -hmm. and he has to run back to work. In fact, it was so bad. He couldn't pick up you know his wife from the airport (laughs) he was there right he met her at the terminal and they they spoke but
0: taking her home was a problem because he got a call and he had to go because you know you know I get your point because we we have to put that question against the backdrop of what marriage is it's for relationship for companionship it's for you to be able to share your life with somebody but when your kind of call in life your profession or whatever won't give you that. Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be an open kind of thing. You have a lot of issues. you can't even discuss with your yeah. wife. Because they said uh, the CIA you, thrives in secrecy. You Absolutely. So there are a lot of people you are living with this stranger. <laughs> you know, in most cases, maybe, maybe they are just sex partners. Even the sex, there is even no time for it. Right? So because they don't, they hardly spend time together. So I believe there are some people who by virtue of their passion in life, remarriage will become a setback i mean how do you perceive how the home of somebody who is always on tour of duty as a soldier or whatever yeah how do you perceive that kind of home society takes care of their wives and their children
2: but then how do you now juxtapose that with the physiological needs of these people for instance we know that um among the um preponderance of of hiv for instance in our country it's one of the um communities that seem to have it most are are the communities that they call um long distance drivers you know because they're not really with their families so you can assume that maybe they were not really because of their kind of job family is not really good but that now sort of because of their physiological needs you know
0: You know, you know, when you look... I'm not a scientist, but when you look at the physiological makeup of a human being, passion kills a lot of things. Passion kills a lot of things. If you're passionate about something, you don't feel pain. Yeah. You You virtually forget. I'm telling you. It's downtime. People begin to think of other things. But when you are enraptured in a particular mood. There is a way your body, your mind begins to operate. So I'm talking about these things now in extreme terms. Not somebody who, you know, these are very few people. And Majority of people will marry. They should marry. But I'm talking about, because the, the question is very broad, is marriage for everybody. My answer is no. So I'm not talking about, I'm not trying to say some people, just any kind of person shouldn't marry. No, no, no. I'm talking about, you know, I'm talking about some people who who like the example he gave. You know, people who don't have any other life. They are, that's who they relate with. Let me even tell you. Sometimes when you are really, really connected, let's use a very bad example: substance abuse. Somebody who abused substance doesn't have to extra drive. That 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 stuff is a human being. The person romance that thing. He's a human being, they, they, they virtually relate, they talk to each other. Okay. There's no other friend except that stuff because now, you know, psychologically, you know, he's come to a dependent kind of place. When he's away from it, he, he's sort of, you know, he, he has a withdrawal syndrome, which is terrible. So I'm talking about that elite, so to say group. So yeah. Just yeah. For
2: instance, I may have already married, but then I get this job mm. oh, okay. that takes me away from my family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, but I'm already married. I, I mean, I love my wife, mm. everything, and we got married. But then I find myself in this profession that,
0: you know, sort of kills the family. You know, you know the, the way children's. I'm going to address that is this: when you have already married, you can't take on any job without considering the family. Okay. You cannot. When you have any any kind of offer in life where to live what to do you know when to do it your family now comes first is if it's going to jeopardize the interest of the family it's a no-go area it's a no-go area i don't care how much it pays because what you are going to pay for it what are going to pay for whatever you get there in terms of status in terms of money you will waste it on this you know because life 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 news itself out so, you cannot say you are looking for... You, you, are, you are getting a particular job and assignment. First of all, you consider your family. You consider your family. I know how many times my wife has had to resign from work because we have to move. Because living apart is not an option. Living apart is not an option. But yeah. you see, Dr. Reggie, what you just said now
1: has you know uh, made me to think in another light. What about people that are married... But they are still in different towns. How do you now, you know?
0: How do you now? What what do you have to say about those kind the, of people? The question is how did they arrive at that point? Because they don't understand. You see, people don't count the cost before they marry. Right? They don't count the cost. You know, I listen to, to a lot of, you know, young girls, when they tell you their plans, and they go, 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 and they say, okay, okay. Do you plan to marry? And they say yes. And so, where? Because there is something, there is a way marriage affects a woman, there is a way marriage affects a man. Because in all these things now, there are some aspects of your, there are some seasons in your life where you are so inactive. Pregnancy. Right? You didn't even factor that in. You know, you know we discussed something at the family life uh, seminar. When we were talking about discrimination that women are discriminated against. And somebody said they went to apply for a job somewhere and they asked her, do you want to marry soon and he said yes? I know we, we can't employ you and she considered that to be discrimination. But the person who wants to employ you is looking at productivity. He's looking he has targets. He can't take on a woman who will come in, you know, who is going to get pregnant, who is going to go on maternity leave because for her to get pregnant, she has to the way she works won't be the same. And she goes on to live. It's going to affect the productivity of the company. So that's not, that's just the uniqueness of the woman. So when we are making all these kind of plans and we put marriage in we need to understand the, you know, the, the, the critical place that marriage occupies, because a lot of other people now, are, they are involved, your spouse, your children, you know, their interests have to be factored in whatever you do. So how did the couple come to a point where they are living apart? Even if they are living apart, it must be something that is the exception, not the rule. They are living apart for this moment. There must be a plan in place for them to come together. I would like to hear, you know, thoughts about this. I like to hear questions because sometimes we say these things in a very broad sense, but there are some unique situations. I have lived apart from my family before, but living apart was something that was temporary. The moment we started living apart, there was a process in place for us to come back together right it might for you it might take a longer time for me it might be shorter but the point is society has placed marriage you know in a very wrong place sometimes we lift it higher than it is sometimes we just trash it but it's critical because that's how families are raised but dr reggie still on this issue right. how, how long is too long to stay away you know it depends again we cannot put a broad we can't put a broad answer to everything yeah That's the reason why I said we we need to look at each case on its own merit, right? So we can't say six months is too long, one year. So it depends on, but we are saying that the principle here is that families are meant to be together. The ideal family are meant to be together. There are times when people are apart by reason of, you know, journey, they're moving to another phase of their lives and they have to, you know, but like I said, I gave my own example. That when I had to live apart from my family, immediately I took that job that took me away from the city where we were living to another city. The process for us to come back together also kicked in. Yeah,
2: now you've um used the word that gets me thinking, I the ideal home or the yeah, ideal family, the ideal home. So let's sort of break that open and talk about dysfunctional homes. Yeah. Not that not to be too academic, but how would you describe or define a dysfunctional home? What are the characteristics of what we would call a dysfunctional home?
0: One, the word dysfunctional means it's not functioning. <laughs> or it's functioning badly, right? And then that means that, like we said earlier, maybe in one of the episodes here, that a home becomes dysfunctional when the various parties in that home are shacking their responsibilities. What each party in that union brings to the table, man, woman, children. And then rather than adding value to larger society, they become toxic. What are the perceived or accepted roles of the man? What are the accepted roles of the woman? What are the expectations from the lives of children? How does that play out in how the the kids are brought up? When that is no longer happening, when they are no longer value added to society, when there is no longer kind of a mutual friendship, relationship, healthy kind of relationship between the man and the woman, you know, when the times of, of, of crisis far outweighs the times of mutual cohabitation, then that home is becoming dysfunctional. The symptoms can be as very subtle as it might be. Like the example you gave last week, I don't know the episode now, when you said there's a man who got married and after a while he says he doesn't have any feeling. You know, it that's how it starts because not having feeling for somebody is out of selfishness. Because marriage is not about feeling, like I said then. That's a that's a red flag. You know, when that happens, that kind of person needs counsel. And the counsel is to let the person understand what marriage is, because wrong perception. So a dysfunctional family. It's a family that can no longer live up to the basic tenets. You can no longer, you know, communicate. The atmosphere is no longer right for you to communicate those values that we identified before, you know, of integrity, of hard work. You know, people are no longer hearing, you know, they're no longer hearing each other. You can no longer have communion. I mean, there's no community between man and wife. It's becoming so difficult. So that home is getting dysfunctional when issues can no longer be sorted out when quarrel is no longer healthy or therapeutic because a functional home when they fight it adds value a healthy body that begins to have symptoms of sickness is a sign of health if you are really dying there are no symptoms if you are feeling sick and you go to a doctor and they can't diagnose anything you're dead (laughs) so there is what i call the marriage health check one of the things is quarrel they quarrel, <laughs> you know, but the day your spouse do something that you don't like and you don't longer feel pain, there is a big problem because somebody said years ago that when you want to see bitterness, go to a court where there's divorce going on. Why are they so bitter? Because they used to be in love and they long for the love. That's why they are bitter. If you see a woman misbehaving with another man, that's not your wife. You don't feel anything. There's no jealousy. But if you see your spouse with another person, the jealousy is a of love. Right? So a dysfunctional home, they've, they've become benign. I don't know if I'm using the last the right word. There is no feeling. There is no passion. There is no, that joy of homecoming is no longer there. I travel a lot and I know how I feel when I'm going back home, you know. So when that becomes the norm, that home is already malfunctioning. Uh,
1: uh, Well, Dr. Reggie, that that means um, there's something a man brings to the table by being male. By being male. And and there's something a woman brings to the table by by being being female. Okay. What about families where probably the man is late? And, you know, you only have the mother catering to the children. What kind of advice would you give to them for wholesome development of the family? Because it's very key since both parties need
0: to be on ground. That's a fantastic question. But, you know, the the uniqueness of marriage is that you can't just apply general rules to every situation. Right? Because I, I, I can say something that is very general. That, okay, depending on the age of that lady that just lost the husband, maybe you should remarry. It's not that straightforward. She has her own personality. There's something called soul ties, which I believe is so real. For you to disconnect from somebody and connect to somebody else is not child's play. Every issue has to be looked at on its own merit. The realities of life can put the pressure on a woman to actually play both roles effectively. And then when you have a larger society that functions well, You know, especially in those communal settings of those days, mm-hmm. such people are hardly missed mm. because there's always a father figure, figure, you know, but you know, today we, we live behind gates and fences. Those things are fast disappearing, which is sad. That's the reason why everybody's vulnerable. You don't know your neighbor and all those kind of things. Your neighbor has been robbed. You don't know. It doesn't have your phone number. Mm. It's terrible. You know, that's, that's a dysfunctional society from experience. It's as if the female function better without the man than the other way around than the other way around hmm. that's from experience you know most men can't handle raising the raising kids, kids without the woman around you know because you mentioned the makeup and you're so right it's the makeup hmm. so most time you see that the men are quick to marry when they lose a spouse than the female you know because the, the female they are more emotional than men especially when it comes to re- relationship hmm. You know, men are very logical. You know, they just look for the bottom line, what's the solution here? And just pound, 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 and okay, let's just marry, and then and then the kids, oh, this is mommy now. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then they force them into that kind of thing. and most of the time it doesn't work because kids don't talk, they only are And doesn't mean that they are responding that they agree with everything that's going on. So there are no general rules, you know, but everything has to be looked at on specific situations yeah
2: so dr reggie in rounding up um what do i need to do to prepare myself as a man or a woman for marriage
0: that's another myth of marriage you can't be prepared (laughs) there is no preparation it's not preparing for GSE or ssc (laughs) no you can never say now i am prepared
1: maybe sorry dr Reggie. maybe in adding to um obi's question i would look at it more from another different light it's not really, you know, tying your boots and all those kind mm-hmm. of, you know, stuff. It's more like having, you know, to do like a, you know, having a checklist per se. Having to Checklists plan. are dangerous, No, well, why I'm asking this question is because um, you mentioned some things that, you know, people go into marriage without counting the cost. And now, when we don't sit down to count the cost, it might not well, play out I'm that way. What I'm saying here is yeah. that
0: when I said you can never be prepared enough, that doesn't mean you don't prepare. Mm-hmm. I, I was going to mention some things which need to be in place. Both parties, man, woman, needs to have family established. Is that the level of maturity has to be there. Okay. That I'm willing. And what's maturity? The, the, the willingness and the ability to be able to see things from another person's standpoint. You're very accommodating in the way you look at life, right? That's maturity. And that's what it takes to go into any kind of relationship, platonic friendship, marital relationship, nation against nation, you know, (laughs) nation with nation, there must be that level of maturity. And then I'll I'll start from the man. You must be able to put your spouse first. Her interest is primary and men have that issue. (laughs) One of the things I advise young girls against or to watch out for when before you say yes i do to any man number one watch the relationship between the man and the you know and the mother if they have this very close relationship then scrutinize it because it might be your greatest asset and it might be your greatest liability if it's a mommy's boy in the way we know mommy's boy you are in trouble but if it's a boy that the mom has raised to know how to relate with the female gender, you are made, it can make or man, that's an, that's a critical area to look at, but the boys too. check how that guy, that lady relates with the father. If the father has groomed that particular girl to be a woman, you are made. You know, if it's a daddy's girl, the dad will keep watch over you. What are you doing <laughs> with my girl? How you prepare yourself to be able to enter this because it might not be perfect in fact in most cases it's never perfect but how do I because most times you you discover that a girl you know in not too short a while I mean not too long a while they already become an enemy of the mother-in-law I won't blame the mother-in-law I blame the girl for not being diplomatic enough okay right diplomatic in love and knowing that the guy that comes to you to marry you loves you more than the mother and it's something you don't grab yeah. just be wife oh. right love that woman enough that she doesn't come around most times again <laughs> 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 that's a joke <laughs> all right I you think... know so th- that's, th- that's are the, so, so this preparation is both mental is emotional and then the man you can't share a flat with your friends and you want to marry
2: all right i think we'll wrap it up here today thank you dr reggie for your always thank insightful you. answers Thank you, Matthew, for joining us here today. Thank you, Obi. Thank you all our listeners. We'll be here again same time next week. Join us
1: again on Answers with Dr. Redu where critical life issues are clarified.